What's going on, everybody? And welcome into another edition of the Jim Bratton Podcast. And as you can see in the title of today's edition of the show, after basically two weeks, basically two weeks since the Tennessee Titans have fired, uh, since they fired Mike Vrabel as their head coach, they are in a little, over, a little under, excuse me, a little under an hour and a half or so from now, they will be introducing their new head coach. And that new head coach is Brian Callahan, the former offensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals. And basically what, what I'm going to be doing today is I'm going to be giving some of the, breaking down some of the accolades on Brian Callahan's resume, my thoughts on the hire, generally speaking, and what what just all the different things that Brian Callahan can bring to the table for this Tennessee Titans football team. And starting at the top, a lot of you may be wondering, who is Brian Callahan other than the now former Bengals offensive coordinator? Well, he is a longtime assistant coach in the NFL. He's been at multiple different stops with multiple different uh, top-tier quarterbacks, lack of... I guess lack of a better phrase, because he did, in a way, help get the most out of these quarterbacks. I'll get to that part of the resume a little bit more in in detail here in just a second, but he's coming in from Cincinnati, where he served, he's been serving the previous, I believe, five years as the Bengals offensive coordinator, and of course, for those of you long-time NFL football fans out there, if the name Call- if the last name Callahan sounds familiar to you, there's probably a good reason why, because he is, in fact, the son of long-time NFL head coach. He's been a head coach before, and is now the offensive line coach of the Cleveland Browns, Bill Callahan. And I will, of course, get to Bill Callahan and how he ties into this whole situation here in just a second as well. But what is my take on this hire? I think if you're a Tennessee Titans fan, you've got to be incredibly excited especially when you look at the fact that Brian Callahan was probably one of the top names on the market, certainly for head coaches. Certainly, he's somebody that the Titans had their eyes on the whole process. He was actually, I believe, the first 
coach that they had requested the opportunity to interview with and obviously was the, I believe, the first coach as well to get a second interview with the Tennessee Titans. And usually when the when you bring somebody in for a second interview, that's usually to hammer out the final details before you put pen to paper on a contract most of the time. And so I'm a, I'm a big fan of the hire of Brian Callahan. There's certainly a lot to like about it. Really, the whole time... The whole time this process was going on, I really had two names in my mind. Uh, well, well, I guess three. I guess three. I guess I should. And you know what? Hindsight is twenty twenty on this, obviously. And time will have to tell the story of how of how this plays out, as far as if letting go of. Mike Vrabel was necessarily the right move for this organization. Certainly, some of the things that I've heard and seen since Mike Vrabel was fired and since uh, what former Titans linebacker Wesley Woodyard's appearance on 104.5 The Zone yesterday morning was not, not necessarily good for Mike Vrabel in a lot in a lot of ways and on the other on one hand perhaps the the Titans knew what they were doing because at this point in time that I am doing the show Mike Vrabel he's been he's been interviewing obviously but has not gotten a job at this point at this particular moment in time. And I know there's some rumors going about going on about him with the Seattle Seahawks, but nothing is concrete as far as I'm aware. And before before all of these negative stories came out, I was of course asking the question of was it really the right thing for the Titans to do to move on from Mike Rabel. But like I said, time will just have to tell the story on that. But basically of all the available coaches that were out there, he was, he was, uh, Mike Rabel was certainly on the list and I sort of joked on social media that, you know, Mike, I said something along the lines of, you know, Mike Rabel's out there, but my gut's just telling me that that's not an option for obvious reasons, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But aside from him, there were two guys that stood out to me, offensive-minded guys, because obviously... A lot of times, it, it does make a lot of sense to hire a offensive-minded coach to replace a defensive-minded coach. 
especially when you have a promising young quarterback in Will Levis and when you have an owner that comes out in the statement explaining the reasoning why Mike Vrabel was let go, she she mentions the promising young quarterback in Will Levis. I'm not sure that she mentioned his name in the his exact name in the statement, but I mean we we all we all know who she was talking about. She's certainly not not talking about Malik Willis, I don't think. Cer- certainly not talking about Ryan Tannehill, but anyway, two names. Coming back to my main point here, two names that stood out to me in the Titans coaching search. Number one was Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator of the Houston Texans. He was probably my number one guy, if I'm being honest, because obviously he had previously spent some time in San Francisco with now Tennessee Titans general manager Rand Carthon. And certainly there was some familiarity there. And obviously he's just done a phenomenal job with C.J. Stroud this season and sort of helping rebuild the Houston Texans offense and organization, quite frankly, in one sense. But certainly he was... Number one on my list for sure, and I guess I I should point out another reason why was because he, of course, comes from that Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan uh, coaching tree, and certainly guys from that system have worked wonders on their respective teams since becoming head coaches looking at Kyle Shanahan, looking at Mike McDaniel down in Miami in particular. And I was really just extra high on Bobby Slowick for all of those reasons. So he was number one. Number two was Brian Callahan. And... As I was saying at the top of the show, he's got a very impressive resume and has worked with multiple different quarterbacks since I believe uh, tw- I believe 2010 was his his first year with the Denver Broncos and he's actually stayed with the he actually stayed with the Denver Broncos through multiple different coaching staffs. And Gary Kubiak, when Gary Kubiak came into Denver as the head coach, and you all remember uh, Kubes as he w- when he was the Broncos head coach, of course, taking that team that was led by Peyton Manning and the defense to the 
Super Bowl and winning it. Uh, Brian Callahan was actually a, I believe he was some sort of offensive assistant on that staff and certainly worked his way up in the organization over the previous few seasons after that. But he was in Denver with Peyton when the Denver Broncos knocked off the Carolina Panthers in that Super Bowl. From that, he was also in Detroit with Matthew Stafford. He was in Oakland at the time with the Oakland Raiders. This is before they moved to uh, Vegas. He was in Oakland with Derek Carr. And of course, we've seen the remarkable job that he's been able to do with Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty, and the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Cincinnati Bengals have certainly been a thorn in the side of the... I guess it's sort of ironic that Brian Callahan is taking the Titans head coaching job because the Bengals have really been a thorn in the side of the Titans in recent years for for obvious reasons. I'm not going to get into those reasons for obvious and heartbreaking reasons in a lot of ways, but I'm certainly glad that in a way, I'm certainly glad that Brian Callahan is taking the Titans job because it's a little bit of a ha-ha that I can give in the direction of the Bengals. But one of the interesting things about this move is that a lot of people may may ask the question, oh, it's it was all Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. I'll get to T. Higgins a little bit more in just a second as it relates to possible upcoming personnel decisions for the Tennessee Titans. But one of the interesting things that I've heard over the course of the last few days is that Uh, The head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, Zach Taylor, obviously Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan were together for the last five years with the Bengals. And Zach Taylor came out and said that Brian basically had a hand in helping to mold the system that the Bengals have been running And so, which is definitely significant because typically you would think when you're hiring an offense, a team's offensive coordinator as your head coach, that that person has experience as the play caller. But Zach Taylor was and is actually the one that calls plays for the Bengals, which is not necessarily a knock on Brian Callahan by any means. Certainly Mike McDaniel 
had no experience calling plays either before he took the Miami Dolphins job. And that certainly hasn't been any, that certainly hasn't had any negative impact on Mike McDaniel and what he's been able to do with the Dolphins. But I do think that it really speaks volumes for a head coach to come out and say that about one of your top assistants that is in line for a head coaching job. And so I do think that is a very big thing. The big winner here, switching gears onto some of the big winners of this situation as far as Brian Callahan taking the head coaching job for the Titans. Uh, the, the obvious big winner here is the aforementioned young, promising quarterback, Will Levis, because he now has a... But buddy, buddy is probably the wrong word to use, but typically... It's very beneficial for a young quarterback to have that presence in the room that has played the position before. Brian Callahan, I believe he was a walk-on quarterback at UCLA. As far as I know, did not play in the NFL, unlike Will Levis's previous head coach but who was who was of course on the defensive side of the ball obviously but i do think it will be beneficial for Will Levis to have somebody that has seen the game through the eyes of a quarterback and knows all of the ins and outs of what what it is like to play the position and certainly the the marriage of young quarterbacks and and offensive-minded head coaches has worked out pretty well in the NFL in recent years. We see what's going on in Miami with two with Mike McDaniel and Tua Tagovailoa, not not Tungavailoa, but Tagovailoa. I can't believe can't believe announcers still put an N and it put the letter N in his name. The letter N is nowhere near that last name, people, okay? It's uh, announcers nowadays. But uh, I guess that's just one of the things that we're all gonna, we're all gonna have to live with. Anyway, that's beside the point. Nevertheless, the marriage between Mike McDaniel and Tua has worked out pretty well. Certainly the marriage between Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy out in San Francisco has worked out very well. And certainly the Titans are hoping that that trend will continue with Will Levis and Brian Callahan. And 
one of the things that's going to be talking about, that's going to be talked about, and I cannot wait to hear what Brian Callahan's answer is to this, is how big of an impact the presence of Will Levis had on Brian Callahan's decision to take the Titans job. That is because, obviously, when you have a young quarterback, you want to get the most out of him, especially when that young quarterback only has three years, essentially two years, of a four-year deal because due to the fact that Will Levis was actually not drafted in the first round, although he was drafted very highly, I believe I believe with the 33rd overall pick, if I'm not mistaken, the difference there is that first, if you're a first round draft pick, you can get the fifth year option exercised on your rookie contracts. Second through seventh round picks do not have that luxury. So, and I'm not, that's not a knock on players being drafted in the second round, obviously. Certain, certainly Jalen Hurt. Jalen Hurts was not a first-round selection. He was a second-round selection, and obviously he's been he's been paid pretty handsomely since then. So, end of the day, it doesn't really matter where you're drafted in a lot of ways. I'm just throwing this out there for context. But having said that, the pre- there's certainly going to be a lot of pressure on Will Levis now. And there's certainly going to be a lot of pressure on Brian Callahan to try to make the most make the most out of his current situation with Will Levis. And over the course of the next two years, he's going he and Rand Carthon and Amy Adams Strunk and really Ma- Really, ran Carthon in a big, big way because I'll get because of his recent restructuring with the Titans organization. I'll get to that a little bit more at the end of the show. But over the course of the next two years, really, the organization is going to have to decide whether Will Levis is going to be the quarterback that the Titans move forward with, or, or is Brian Callahan going to have the opportunity to pick, quote-unquote, his guy at the quarterback position? But, of course, time will just have to tell the story on that. Let me get to another reason why I'm a big fan of this hire by the Titans. And that is that I think Brian Callahan is going to have the ability to bring together a really good coaching staff. And certainly that's been one of the things that's held the Titans back over the course 
of the last couple of seasons under Mike Vrabel. But as we've seen over the course of the last few years, in the, and really even long before that in the NFL, uh, coaching staffs matter. It's not necessarily all about the head coach at the top. Certainly, it's all about staff cohesion in many ways. And I think this, this is just my, my personal opinion. I think that because I've not seen any reporting on this necessarily, necessarily, this is just what my gut is telling me. But I think one of the reasons why Brian Callahan was hired by the Titans is because of his ability to bring together that solid coaching staff, which is, and this is not necessarily a knock on Bobby Slowick and his candidacy, but I think that with a guy like Bobby Slowick, there's certainly a lot of unknown, a lot of unknowns that were involved as to who a potential head coach Bobby Slowick could end up bringing in. And so I just think that was another big thing. Some of the names that I think could be brought up as it relates to Brian Callahan's coaching staff with the Tennessee Titans is I'm one of the, probably the main name on that list. And I've heard plenty of people associated with the offensive line, really two names associated with the wait for it, the offensive line coaching job, which is obviously a very critical position for the Tennessee Titans coaching staff for a lot, and I mean a lot, of reasons. But two of the names that I've heard that could possibly be in the running for that position are, number one, Mike Munchak, who, of course, Titans fans know as a legendary player with the Oilers, Titans, the Oilers slash Titans organization. Certainly, he has been a offensive line coach for the Tennessee Titans. He, he has also been the head coach of the Tennessee Titans as well. And he's, after that, after his tenure as the head coach, he's been with multiple different teams. I believe he went to Pittsburgh as the O-line coach, and upon or after leaving that job, he was also in Denver as the Denver Broncos offensive line coach. And so, Munch, I don't know if the Titans are going to bring him back. Apparently, Zach Peller, longtime uh, former offensive lineman in the NFL, former Titan, has indicated that Munch apparently would be interested in coming back. But time will have to tell the story on that. And if 
Munch were to come back as the O-line coach, I would certainly be a big fan of that move, potentially. But really the top guy on the list as far as offensive line coaches are concerned, and I, of course, mentioned him at the top of the show, is Bill Callahan, who is, of course, the father of Brian Callahan, long-time, long-time offensive line coach in the NFL, former head coach in the NFL as well, and certainly highly regarded as one of the top assistants in the NFL, so much so that he is essentially, not even essentially, he he is the only coach that the Cleveland Browns have kept on their coaching staff since basically cleaning house on the offensive side of the ball. They've basically gotten rid of every one of their offensive coaches, top offensive assistant coaches, other than Bill Callahan. So, you you know, you, you would hope that get, giving B- Bill Callahan the opportunity to join his son's staff is not something that would be a problem, but you can tell just by the way the Browns have managed that whole situation that Bill Callahan is someone that they think very highly of and certainly somebody that they would want to keep on their on their staff at all costs. But at, at the same time, have, having the opportunity to, for Brian Callahan in particular, having the opportunity to bring in somebody that you know and that knows you in more ways than one, obviously, is a big thing. But obviously, bringing the ability to bring in somebody with Brian Cal- with excuse me with hopefully i don't hopefully i don't make this mistake as we move forward with Brian Callahan as the head coach and certainly there's going to be a lot of it may take a little bit of time for the confusion to sort of phase out as far as which Callahan is the head coach but Certainly, when you have the opportunity to bring in somebody with with Bill Callahan's resume, that's definitely a very big thing. And apparently, there's a lot of contractual difficulties that could come up with the Titans potentially making this sort of move because apparently... Basically, the only way Bill Callahan could leave Cleveland is if it if it came if it were to come in in the form of a promotion, he cannot necessarily get out of his current contract with the Cleveland Browns to take a lateral lateral job, make a lateral move and become the Titans offensive line coach. 
he would have to accept a quote-unquote promotion, wink-wink, nudge-nudge, in order to do that. But it's going to be going to be very interesting to see, and I'm certainly looking forward to hearing this press conference in about, uh, I believe now it would be about 45-ish minutes away, because at the time I'm recording this episode, it's about little, uh, little after 12.15, 12.20-ish, and press conference is scheduled for one o'clock. And so I'm certainly looking forward to hearing what Brian Callahan's plans are for his coaching staff. And certainly I'm very interested to hear if his dad's name does come up. Uh, I guess I should go ahead and touch on another name as far as potential assistance and This is a position that's very much still up in the air, talking about the offensive coordinator position. But one of the names that I have heard come up is Thomas Brown, the, I guess, former offensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers. And I'm not going to judge him based on his performance last year with the Panthers because it was obviously nothing to write home about. The Panthers only won two football games last year. But uh, Thomas Brown has been around the league in multiple different places. He was, before he was in Carolina, he certainly spent some time with the L.A. Rams organization was actually on that staff with the Los Angeles Rams when they won the Super Bowl just a little over two years ago. And so uh, if, if Thomas Brown were to be brought in, I don't think that he should be judged based solely on his time with the Panthers because that was a dumpster fire in a lot of ways. But looking at the totality of the resume, I think Thomas Brown would be, I would say, a good hire. Certainly, I believe he's he's got to be one of the top uh candidates on the market as far as offensive coordinators are concerned. And so, if Thomas Brown were to join the Titans coaching staff, I would say that I am would be cautiously optimistic. Perhaps more so optimistic than just cautiously optimistic. But nevertheless, I digress. Before I get out of here today, and I sort of teased this a little bit earlier, uh, one of the things, the one of the other things that the Titans have done, and and apparently this is also one of the reasons 
why Mike Vrabel was let go is because of disagreements about the fundamental structure of the football department of the organization. Uh, The Titans have recently made quite a few changes in that regard. They are certainly letting Rand Cook, apparently, as the as the kids like to say nowadays. Anyway, uh, having said that, Rand Carthon is obviously going to have a much, much bigger role in the football department. And I do literally mean the football department because apparently, apparently if there are disagreements on coaches and the coaching staff and changes that need to be made, certainly that may be possibly something that Rand Carthon could overrule Brian Callahan on. I'd have to go back and look at the exact details of that situation. But uh, even even going back to the Mike Malarkey era and not necessarily the Mike Vrabel era, although later on this might have been a problem with Mike Vrabel as well. The issue came up of the, at the time, Titans head coaches, Mike Malarkey in particular, not wanting to move on from some of his assistants, and that really led to Mike Malarkey's downfall in large part, and may have led to Mike Vrabel's downfall in large part. I don't know whether or not it led to Mike Munchak's downfall, but I have to take a pause to realize how many guys the Titans have had as their head coach over the last few years whose name is Mike. Certainly, that's going to take some, take some time to get used to as well. But going from, because obviously when you're, when you're going from Mike to Brian, certainly that's definitely a change of pace. But that's just a little bit of a f- funny ha-ha that I have about the new head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Coming back to my main point, uh, the Titans are basically letting Rand Cook here because he has control over not only the uh, coaching staff, potential issues with the coaching staff, as I mentioned, but obviously he's got control over the 90 and 53-man roster and other things involved with managing the football team. And this has also resulted in a promotion for Chad Brinker as well, the former, or I guess he still is, uh, assistant GM of the Titans. He's certainly going to have a little bit more say as far as the football department as well. But certainly, Things are going to be a little bit different at Ascension St. Thomas Sports Park. Switching gears to the 
football side, and I'm going to reemphasize this because this is probably the main takeaway. And as I was alluding to before, I'm very interested in hearing what Brian Callahan has to say about this. It's basically all about Will Levis at this point, right? He's promising young quarterback, highly drafted, highly drafted quarterback, as I was alluding to earlier, and certainly somebody that Brian Callahan is now tasked with getting the absolute most from. And as I was mentioning earlier, and I hate to I hate to bring up the, the B word, the buddy word, but certainly having a offensive minded coach to go along with the young quarterback usually pays a lot of dividends. And so there's pl- plenty of pressure on plenty of people in this Tennessee Titans organization. As far as the personnel decisions go, certainly not just with the coaching staff, but with potential free agents and draft picks as well. I'm very excited to hear what Brian Callahan's plans are for this offense, because if it's anything like what we've seen from the Cincinnati Bengals offense over the last few years, uh, Titans fans are certainly in for a very big treat. Going to be a lot of points involved, hopefully, which is something that plenty of people are excited about. But as far as personnel goes, I brought up T. Higgins earlier. Of course, T. Higgins is a, I guess, soon to be former wide receiver of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, and I say soon to be former because at the beginning, at the beginning of March, at the start of the league year, unless the Bengals decide to put the franchise tag on him. T. Higgins is going to be a free agent. And the reason why Titans Twitter has been in a little bit of an uproar over T. Higgins, and they're very much excited about T. Higgins possibly coming in, is the fact that he is a Tennessee native of course, grew grew up a Titans fan in the little home in his little hometown of Oak Ridge, Tennessee, was the pride of Oak Ridge High School, and is a former Mister Football Award winner in the state of Tennessee. And certainly, we've seen how his his career has progressed, not just for those who followed him locally at Oak Ridge, but also what he did at Clemson, what he, what he could have done for the Vols. <laughs> Thanks, Butch, for messing that up in a lot of ways, but I digress about Butch Jones. 
Uh, but coming back to T. Higgins was obviously a star at Clemson, and certainly we've seen what he's done over the course of his career with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, well, the Bengals, and, and again, this is really all, all hypothetical at this point, but well, the Titans pursue him, obviously they should, assuming the Cincinnati Bengals do not put the franchise tag on him, but certainly if the Titans were to bring in somebody like T. Higgins, I think that would be a very big thing, obviously, because just imagine what, just picture this, Titans fans, just picture Will Levis throwing to DeAndre Hopkins and T. Higgins in the same offense. Just wow. You want to talk about points? That's certainly a way to score a lot of points. But is it going to happen? Obviously, I have no idea. Time is going to have to tell the story on that. Uh, The offensive line is also another big issue. It's going to be interesting to see what Brian Callahan can do with the not just the coaching staff, but also any potential personnel that could come in the form of free agents and or draft picks. Certainly, it's going to take, it's going to be a few months before we get the answers on that. But the, the one thing that I can say before I get out of here is that if you are a Tennessee Titans fan, there is definitely a, a lot to love about this hire of Brian Callahan. I'm very much looking forward to seeing what he can bring to the table. And with all of that being said, I have got to hop on out of here so, so that I can get ready to listen to this press conference from Ascension St. Thomas Sports Park, a little a little under a half hour or so from now. But with all of that being said, I want to thank you guys for listening and watching, listening to and watching this edition of the, of the Jim Bratton podcast. I very much appreciate it. Tighten up and I will see you guys next time.